States of America this day. And 1938, Johnny Vandermeer of our Reds became the first pitcher in the major leagues to toss two consecutive no-hit, no-run games. He led the Reds to a 6-0 shutout of the Brooklyn Dodgers. He had no-hit Boston just four days earlier. And the win over Brooklyn, by the way, was also the first night game played at Ebbets Field. That's a look at Today in History along with Mike Martini. I'm George Zahn. Thank you, George. And traffic right now, lots of problems on the expressways. Three separate incidents on both 71 and 75. Over on 71 northbound uh, near the Lynn Street exit, the left side an accident. Also 71 north at the Reagan Highway left shoulder and south 71 at the Norwood Lateral. An accident on the right shoulder. Then over on 75, north 75 at Town on the left side, south 75 at Union Center Boulevard on the left shoulder and right side, and south 75 south of 74, an earlier truck accident on the right shoulder. Off the expressways, one accident, LaFuel at Queen City with injuries, and we have delays westbound Norwood Lateral approaching 75, and of course on the expressways because of all those problems. Your forecast this evening, cloudy skies with a chance of some more showers, but a 50% chance tonight, a low of 65, and that diminishes even more so tomorrow, a 20% chance of morning showers with a high tomorrow of 82 degrees. Friday, a 40% chance of a thunderstorm and a 50% chance on Saturday as we heat up a bit into the upper 80s again. And then on Sunday, highs around 90 degrees for Father's Day. Looking ahead to next week, Monday and Tuesday look pretty good, partly cloudy, highs uh, around 85 degrees. Right now we're at 66 here at 89.3 WMKV. Support for WMKV comes from the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, a nonprofit educational association with programs available for real estate investors at all levels of experience. RIA meets on the first and third Thursdays of every month. More information about RIA and their meetings is available at 859-292-7342. The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox. This is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for all the latest news, tips, and techniques for building your financial independence through real estate investing. Uh, for those of you here in the Cincinnati area, within range of my voice, the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati meets tomorrow evening at the usual location at the corner of Reading and Seymour at the Community Action Agency building. It's an interesting meeting. It's our once-a-year hands-on rehab night where there will be about a dozen stations set up around the room to show you how to do uh, basic repairs that you might need to do to your rental properties or even your own home, things like how to wire a light switch or a ceiling fan or 
do different painting techniques, and uh, there are going to be some some new building materials that will be demonstrated there, such as uh, some new al- already pre-grouted ceramic tile that you can put down in about four hours instead of three days, and some new uh, laminate flooring that apparently sits on suction cups. I'm looking forward to seeing that because you can pop it right back out when you want to remove it. That meeting is, as always, open to the public. You can get more information at CincinnatiRia.com or at 859-292-7342. The meeting does start at 6 o'clock, and the uh, exhibits will be there until about 9 o'clock. So stop on by, check some stuff out, meet some people, network. It'll be a good time. Our topic today is how to sell retail deals and the overall retail real estate market in general. And to help us in light, to help enlighten us on this topic, I've brought a guest who not only is an experienced home rehabber and reseller himself, but also has many, many years in the retail sale market as a real estate agent. Joining us here in the studio is Cincinnati's rock and roll real estate agent, <laughs> Mr. Gary Rossignol. Hi, Gary. Hi, Vina. The rock and roll real estate agent meets the real estate goddess. That's right. That's right. There's just did so much see, star power in here. It's see my just, promos that went out? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Mike's going to need to wear sunglasses if he doesn't, uh, doesn't look out here. Um, so, Gary, uh, let's just I got a lot our... of phone calls about that today. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Gary sent an email to his entire email list saying he was going to be going to be on today and he had pictures of us it was like the most promotion i've ever had a guest do for the show um so uh gary start out just uh, let's 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 give your bona fides here because uh, you you've been doing this for a long time and, 25 years and you've been doing it through a lot of up cycles and a lot of down cycles this isn't your first this isn't your first time at the rodeo i got in the business in 1986 it was just after we had the worst segment of real estate which was in the early 80s i got in when it was just picking up and it was really going strong so i recognize that but i've been through a few ups and downs uh it's always been pretty cyclical you know every season changes and you can pretty well tell when you're going to have your ups and downs and you plan on it but this one hmm <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting, and I and I know just in the in the last few years, you've created a whole side business for yourself too of of buying houses and with partners and fixing them up. And we we tried that. We became we became landlords. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like like a lot of retailers who got in when you did <laughs> when, when when they when they when we got I go out to list their house and they tell me how when they bought it they bought it in two thousand five or two thousand six I go whoops <laughs> exactly. and and then they and and I say hey I been there done that uh-huh. and i'm still doing it so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. so um but overall i mean we keep hearing it's like every month there's some different statistic generally negative um you know one month it's house prices are down the next month it's sales are down the next month it's new housing starts are down and i love our media yeah you just pull out the newspaper and it you know the headlines a glut of foreclosed homes. You know, that was from Sunday, May 22nd, uh-huh. uh, May 20th. It said uh, April home sales sluggish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then a week uh, before that, they had U.S. home prices lowest since 2002. Mm-hmm. With that kind of media every day pounding at you, what's a buyer to think? Right. What's a seller to think? And the real the reality of it right now is, Vina, Interest rates are at an all-time low. You can get a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage for 4.5%. I had a buyer just lock in yesterday, 4.5%. 
mm-hmm. that is ridiculously low. So money's cheap. Uh, there is a ton of properties out there, a lot of good properties for sale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, the statistics in the greater Cincinnati area shows that probably we have about 34% are bank-owned properties, mm-hmm. 34 to 45%. So that's serious business. That, yeah, and the bank-owned properties are typically not in good shape. They're typically, you know, not something that a, that an owner-occupant can get an FHA loan on and move into the next day because the plumbing's missing and the roof leaks and it's mm-hmm. moldy and all of that sort of stuff. I was going to say, you're going to have a plumber there tomorrow night that can show you how to replace your, your <laughs> stolen copper with PVC. Yes, yeah. an entire house of plumbing, yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm hearing, I'm, he- I'm hearing different things from agents who are actively in the market than I'm hearing from the media. I'm, I'm I'm hearing some people say that, you know, actually if you've got a if you've got a good house and it's priced right and it's well done and you market it right, that it's going to sell. Now it won't sell as fast as it would have in no. in 2005, but it's not like there are no home buyers out there. Well, they are out there. They're just they're very fickle right now. Um, it the market is where it probably almost should be today. Had we not had that big spike in 2005, 2006, where home sales went out the roof, back then you could list a house for just about anything anywhere close to market value. You'd be in multiple offers, and it would usually sell for more than asking price. That was typical then because we had much fewer homes. We had a lot more buyers, and they were bidding against each other. It was a bidding war. It was Mm -hmm. a definite seller market. Mm -hmm. Well, um, if we hadn't had, and because the prices went out the roof then, now where we are, if it had been a level incline, we're just about where we would be had we not had that big peak. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a drop mostly because things went insane exactly. for a while. And, and people don't realize that. All they know is that, well, we bought our house in 2005, 2006, and I said, let me guess, you probably paid asking price. Oh, we we had to pay five thousand dollars more than asking price, mm-hmm. you know, and you probably finance it to the hilt because you could do that then. Right, we borrowed ten thousand extra out to finish the basement, <laughs> <laughs> or they they rolled in their closing costs and they got a hundred percent financing. So when they moved in, they were upside down, uh-huh. and now they're expecting their house to sell for twenty thousand above market value, and it's not going to happen today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just isn't going to happen. Well, when we uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how to get how to get your houses to sell and we're we're going to assume that you're not coming from a position of I need to sell my house for twenty thousand okay, dollars more. Do that. We're gonna we're gonna talk to more for the you know the the investor retailers out there who are gonna buy a house and fix it up and they're gonna buy it right at today's prices, mm-hmm. not at the prices of two thousand six. We're also going to take listener calls and questions if you're in the greater Cincinnati area, seven seven two nine six five eight. If you're listening to us on the web, you can call us at eight seven 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 two nine six five eight or you can go to ask Vina.com, fill in the question form there, and uh, we will get an email with your question. The Sycamore Senior Center is proud to support programming on WMKV, providing services to older adults in 16 communities. The Sycamore Senior Center is located in Blue Ash at 4455 Carver Woods Drive. More information for the Sycamore Senior Center is available at 984 1234. That's 984-1234, or on their website at mkcommunities.org. And we check on traffic now. Watch out for accidents north 71, north of 
the Lynn Street overpass, also North 71 at the Reagan Highway, North 75 at Town Street, then South 75 at 74, and South 75 at Union Center Boulevard, South 71 at the Norwood Lateral, and uh, on the side streets, LaFuel at Queen City, an accident. Uh, also, westbound Norwood Lateral, slow approaching 75. So you just can't get there from here to this afternoon. Your forecast uh, this evening calls for cloudy skies, maybe a shower possible, a 50% chance will get down to about 65. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a slight chance of a lingering shower in the morning, otherwise partly cloudy with a high of 82. It's 66 degrees right now here at 89.3 WMKV. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, where, by the way, you can become a fan by going to realliferealestateradio.com. That's our Facebook page, and I don't know, we're somewhere around, uh, I'm I'm sure I'll get an update here in a moment, but uh, I don't know, something like 5,000 fans, not to, you know, make Mike jealous or anything. (laughs) I think Bacon's up over a billion or something. Um, Yeah, I gave gave, uh, up on the whole Bacon rivalry back when I realized that people are just going to have more exposure to Bacon, no matter what I did. People are going to have more exposure to Bacon than they did to real life real estate, even though (laughs) we're cooler and less fattening. Um, Yeah, 16 people away from 5,000 fans, and when you fan us there, you can see the a weekly announcement about the upcoming show, get a reminder to listen in and find out about other events that are happening with Real Life Real Estate. You can also go to askvina.com, and when you post your question, also click the Receive Our Free E-Letter button, and uh, you'll get a weekly email, even separate from Facebook, with an article and a show announcement and other information about what's going on in the real estate world. That's askvina.com. Click the Try the Free E-Letter button there on askvina.com. My guest today is Gary Rossignol. He's a very experienced agent from here in the greater Cincinnati area. And we're talking about the issue of getting houses sold. Because, you know, Gary, there, there are still a lot of people out in the retail market. Now, it has scared off a lot of people. I mean, I know, I know folks who used to do 20, 30, 40, 50 houses a year. Buy them, fix them, sell them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think you think selling them as an agent is difficult? Fix them first. Yeah. And um, you know, some of them are completely out of business. Some of them have moved into another part of the business. Some of them are doing six, seven deals a year. And there, there yeah. are still folks who have a massive machine. So clearly, some folks have it figured out because mm-hmm. the buying part isn't hard, <laughs> as you mentioned. You know, with with in in some areas, thirty to thirty five percent of the properties on the market being bank owned and therefore going fairly cheap um you can certainly get labor right now um fixing it hasn't changed a lot except in maybe in the level uh to which you have to do it the thing that's here in post cost materials i think have gone up cost materials has gone up yeah with oil prices trying to get materials but 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 you can also get the houses cheaper now to compensate mm-hmm. for that. Oh, yeah. So so you know it's still possible even even in a place like Cincinnati where our our median house prices gosh it's last time I looked at it was down under one hundred twenty thousand dollars now. Um, you can still make twenty twenty five thirty thousand dollars if you buy it, fix it, and sell it right. But what scares people off is the selling it part. Mm-hmm. So we are going to. Uh, give people some 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 tips today from your years of experience in selling properties about what it takes 
to do that and, and what it takes to do it quickly. What it takes to sell a house? Price. It used to be, you heard the adage, location, location, location. Well, that's out the window now. It's it's price, 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 really. Uh, location has a, a lot to do with it. Um, I met with a buyer yesterday and they did not want Hamilton County. They wanted some other counties for their own personal reasons, but you know, but still it comes down to price and and buyers are looking for the and and, I, and I'm doing a lot of short sales. I've had to go into that uh, end of the business because that's what's really predominant right now and and you mentioned before bank-owned properties are not in very good condition. Neither are short sales. Mm-hmm. If you picture a, a family who bought their house and then they got uh, lost their job and, and they're behind in their mortgage, they can't... Uh, They've already run their credit cards up to the hill trying to pay for the mortgage. They're just trying to... They, they Their attorney says file bankruptcy and then they're thinking about foreclosure and they want to avoid foreclosure. So they meet somebody like me that says there is an alternative to foreclosure. We have a good solution for that. But by then the house is really run down. Mm-hmm. Uh, needs paint carpeting and and the water heater is leaking and they just let it leak and it, mm-hmm. so even though they're a mess the buyers are going through even though we price a house at 20 or 30 percent below market they're still going through going ew the house is a mess <laughs> so they not only want a good price and we'll talk they about they want it in we'll, great condition we'll talk about we'll talk about what a good price for a house in great condition is here in a moment but uh they're they're not they're not looking to do repairs once that's, once they move in at any price. What most typical sellers say is, in fact, I'm, I, I've just got a referral today for a, a, a listing in, in Kentucky, and um, they told me on the referral sheet that it needs carpet, but the seller will price it accordingly. Well, that ain't going to work. I'm uh-huh. sorry, but a buyer buys what they see, and if it's not brand-new carpeting, they're not going to pay any price for that house. It just... And my hurdle is I have to convey that to the seller trying to sell their house. Okay. So rule number one is don't start showing it until it's perfect. Never. Don't even don't 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 even show it to your neighbor or friend until it's ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and ready doesn't mean anymore we put a coat of paint on everything. It it means it's it's not just uh it's not just in in move-in condition. It, I, I think what I'm hearing is you better add something to it if you mm-hmm. want to sell it fast. You know, put put a whirlpool tub in a neighborhood where that's not the norm. Uh, you know, put in the Robin Thompson says put in the uh, rainfall shower heads in the bathroom <laughs> because the the kitchens and the baths, of course, are still the most important thing. The buyer's not going to buy a house because it has the rainfall shower head. They're just not going to. They're going to buy it because it's a good deal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it looks good, smells good, and feels good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're saying that you're saying that in in addition to the pricing, it kind of has to be perfect. It just just about does. Yeah. Okay, so condition is is one thing, and and I hope you all heard that because it used to be recommended uh, back when the market was really hot. Start showing it about a week before it's completely done because people <laughs> will use their imagination. I've never found that people can really use their they imagination. They don't have imaginations. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, uh, they apparently don't want to use their imagination. Their imagination is going to cost you money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what about that pricing? Because uh, all right, let's say let's say we've bought the right house in the right neighborhood and actually we should we should also talk about what those what those are in a moment but um 
in that neighborhood, uh, if you if you have a house like that and you put it on the market for one fifty, it'll take six months to sell. What is it going to take to sell, sell it in, three, it in three, months? three months? If it's in very well, it, it's hard to save. You know, I've I've have one that um, it has the additional family room which no other house has in the neighborhood. They repainted, they put in nice flooring, new carpeting, new windows, brand new roof, um, and it's priced below everything else in the neighborhood. And still, it's it's just not moving. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. There, there. I I don't have any magic words for anyone today other than being in the right time, the right place, and offering the. The, the the best deal you can in the neighborhood it's mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. well that's going to make it tough for the typical retailer to know what to pay for a property mm-hmm. if he doesn't know what he can sell it for i mean everyone does the calculation right i can i can sell it for 150 i'm going to subtract 30 percent from that i'm going to subtract repair costs i'm going to subtract holding costs and that leaves me with my sale price but or my purchase price but if you can't if you can't definitively say well you know a quick sale price is five percent below market we 10% used to be able to guess market. at that pretty well and be pretty close to it but today it, it's it's strange um met met a homeowner they're, they're planning on buying up and they have a, a, a nice house in blue ash and they have this gorgeous family room I was told ahead of time that they were wanting to list it for around 175 and I said in that neighborhood I don't think so nothing has sold in that neighborhood nothing ever for even 160 mm. and and none of them have that big family room so they think their family room is worth 15 20,000 dollars more it isn't going to get them an extra dime in today's market it just is not going to because buyers have their computers, they have their smartphones, they have access to the sales, they have access to what Dusty Rhodes says the house is worth, by the way, that's worthless. Sorry, <laughs> Dusty. That They use that number to come up with your taxes, and if you think you're paying too much in your taxes, you can contest it, and you can usually win. Mm-hmm. But that number is not really market value. Now, Dusty Rhodes will tell you, I sat in one of his classes, and, and he said, you know, he's they're more on market value with their uh, assessment of your your value value of the price today but the only thing you can go on is what the homes are selling for and you can't go back a year now you can't even go back 6 months you have to stay within 3 months and you have to stay within a quarter mile mm-hmm. that's the only way you can gauge what your house is going to sell for well again tough because it usually takes 3 to 4 months to fix a property so by the time <laughs> i fixed it maybe the sales have changed well you know it sounds like it sounds like the lesson here is number one make sure you've built in plenty of profit in case you have to take some some of that away in sales Mm -hmm. price and number two maybe um make sure that you've built in a second exit strategy because i'll tell you what is really hot right now lease options land contracts owner financing where the, the you know this mass of buyers that can't get financing right now buying and holding and renting right exactly um they they want they want homes many of them but they had the foreclosure three years ago and mm-hmm. it's going to be a year or two before even FHA will look at them for as a potential buyer so uh, those are have, coming and we have back. all these owners who own houses that have gone through foreclosure or short selling and they're not able to buy right away so now they're going to want to rent I've got a whole slew of buyers that are looking for places to rent and they they can afford a, a rental property. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to be careful, but and I, I would suggest investors 
buy really really good and and rent them. I have I have a young guy. He's he has like two hundred thousand to spend, and he's spent about a hundred and twenty of it. He's still going to buy two or three more, all in the last couple of months. He's mm. paying twenty nine, thirty, thirty two thousand, buying decent houses that need maybe you know. Uh, ten, fifteen thousand dollars of the work, and he can rent them for five fifty, six fifty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that for the next few years. Okay, well let's let let's let's go back to this idea of maximum chance of selling quickly at a reasonable price. We talked about pricing; it's going to have to be probably even a little bit under market, mm-hmm. what we call a quick sale price. If if the if the price point is one forty five, you're probably going to be at one thirty nine nine if you want to f- sell fast. Condition has to be a one little bit better than the competition even um what about marketing these properties you know my my best advice i could give anyone today is find a good certified appraiser the appraisers are being just really scrutinized right now so they're very conservative and i have i have an appraiser that i trust in and i call in call him in to help me out a lot of times if they know what the banks are going to loan on on the property, so if you get it appraised up front, now you know what the value of the property is going to be. If you use that for a target mm-hmm. and not overspend and end up in, within that number, you could be pretty close to be pretty safe. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it used to be the appraisals had to answer to one underwriter, and well, now they're answering to three underwriters. Mm-hmm. Triple the eyes are looking and they're really dotting the 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 t the eyes and crossing the t's really close Mm -hmm. so there's more and more properties under appraising today than ever before Mm -hmm. and and that's some and that's something i have to tell my sellers and even an investor i tell if they put in top-notch carpeting and and you know the the all wood windows and and you know the ceramic if they over improve a house in a particular neighborhood and they end up at a price point where so they do find a buyer that falls in love with it is it going to are they going to get financed financing falls apart not so much on buyer's behalf because the property doesn't appraise Okay, so more conservative than ever. When we come back, we're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about seller concessions. We're going to talk about other things that you can expect in the retail sale process. We'll also take your calls at 772-9658 in the greater Cincinnati area. 877-772-9658 if you are calling from outside greater Cincinnati area, the greater Cincinnati area. Or send us an email by going to askvina.com. Support comes from Homewell Senior Care, providing custom care so senior adults can enjoy the quality of life you deserve wherever you live. We are family-owned and operated by a registered nurse who is available for personal assessments. Homewell is an extension in family care, providing companion care, transportation to and from your appointments, and medical reminders. More information at 513-791-4824 or online at cincinnati.homewellcares.com. Hey, checking on traffic right now. We uh, have a few less problems on the expressways. We still have an accident on North 71 north of the Norwood Lateral and North 71 near the Lynn Street uh, overpass. South 75 still have an accident, Union Center Boulevard, but all the lanes have now been reopened. It's just on the shoulders, so people are just slowing down to take a look. Now we have a new accident, North 75 at 275 in Tri-County. 
Uh, it's at the overpass. The center lane is blocked. Also, Lafiola, Queen City, still have that one. Montana at Westwood Northern Boulevard. Beachmont at Nordyke. And now we have a disabled truck blocking the left lane, South 75 at the Norwood Lateral. So uh, that's your up-to-date problems here. We still have backups westbound uh, lateral at 75, North 71 at Dana, South 71 at Redding, North 75 at uh, Mitchell, and again at 275, South 75 backups heading toward the Brent Spence Bridge. Your forecast this evening calls for mostly cloudy skies, a 50% chance of additional showers this evening, a low of... 65 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a 20% chance of a lingering morning shower, otherwise a high of 82. We'll get up to the mid-80s on Friday, and then uh, Saturday, upper 80s, maybe even 90 degrees by Sunday. Also a chance of rain Friday and Saturday. 67 degrees now here at 89.3 WMKV. You can help us spread the word about one of Cincinnati's best-kept secrets. Tell a friend today about WMKV FM 89.3 and our streaming audio anywhere, anytime at WMKVFM.org. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. My evil secret is out. I have a cold in the middle of the summer. So sad. Uh, You're not alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have the people I talk to. Well, I just love you guys because at the beginning of the show, we had 4,900 real life real estate fans. And now we I've have... got 13 people tuning in. So they're all going to well, like you. Because yeah, well, now we've got 4,996. So yeah, boom. Uh, that's realliferealestateradio.com, by the way. If you missed the beginning of the show, you can like us there on Facebook and uh, continue to get updates about what's going on on the program. Uh, you can also go to AskMina.com either to ask a question. There's a button there for asking questions. And, and when you do, please, it says, where are you from? Please let us know that. Uh, or you can go there and just sign up for our weekly e-letter with uh, a lesson from the real estate world. This this week it was about uh, whether to hire subcontractors or general contractors. Mm -hmm. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Spent a lot of time putting that together. You guys should should get it and read it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff. So we're talking today to Gary Rossignol, who is a real estate agent here in the greater Cincinnati area. And uh, I guess I should say I'm with Prudential One Realtors. Prudential One Realtors. Yeah, actually, isn't it supposed to go above your name and be in bigger letters? Yes, it is. <laughs> that was a little inside realtor joke. And, and I and I can't I can't put in writing I'm the rock and roll realtor. Oh, I'm the yeah, rock and roll real estate agent. agent right. Well, I can say I'm a rock and roll realtor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Realtor registered trademark of the National Association of Realtors. I already had my, my wrist slapped for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get away with it, but it didn't last. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that term's kind of become like Kleenex, though, right? I, I know. mean, you know, yeah. you, you know what you mean. Do you mean mm. real estate agent? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, a, it is an actual registered trademark mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the National Association of Realtors. So um, we're talking about selling retail properties and doing it as quickly as possible and um uh one of the one of the things that we should talk about is marketing 
You know how you're not going to get anybody to buy it if you don't put it out there that it's for sale and it's great. And you know it's more than just sticking an ad in Craigslist and saying house for sale, Bridgetown, mm-hmm. four bedroom. That's that's never going to work in this market. Craigslist is good for about two or three days, and then you fall down to the bottom, and you got to really go in and update it every, almost every three or four days to get it at the top of the list again. And just it's yeah. And you told me something about um, that it, uh, uh, listings without pictures just hardly work anymore that that it's not just exterior photos but also buyers won't even go most buyers i know won't even look at a house unless they can at least see a virtual tour Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's it and you know realtor.com if you get their enhanced version which i have you can put up to 26 photos on Mm realtor.com uh without the enhanced version you can put i think four which doesn't tell you a whole lot about the house Mm -hmm. and even photographs doesn't do justice as the walking in the house, smelling it, touching it, feeling it, being in it. You know, you, I could show a buyer that a house that has everything they want, and there's just something about it. I go, well, you know, it has everything, but it just doesn't feel right. Uh-huh. You know, so okay, well, then we move on and look at house number fifty-eight. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, now, in terms of, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the issue of listing the property in a moment, but. I know a lot of retailers initially they want to try it on the market themselves for a few weeks. So, uh, you know, online ads is one way to to get the word out there. What have you seen out there that's creative that brings attention to your listing versus all the other ones in the neighborhood? A couple of things that I do. Uh, the company I'm with, we have a um, a nice system set up where if you text the word one to five nine five five nine. It's going to come back and ask you for the address. You put the if if it's the only one 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 on the MLS, it's going to give you the price, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, right there on your mm-hmm. smartphone. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen I've seen a lot. I mean, that text system's uh, interesting. It's sort of the next step because you you can buy those little. They're like little mini radio transmitters that yeah. hang, hang on the sign. And as long as somebody's within, you know, 10 yards feet, of, yeah, the, of right. the house, the, uh, there's, <laughs> it'll actually. Yeah, it'll, it's just really a lot of noise. It'll actually. But it'll I haven't actually, seen those for a long time. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still around. They? I think the text, too, has become. And now I'm starting to see the ones with it have the little. um. The little things that you're smart, you can put the up CP to your... CP code. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're and moving to that, too, yeah. So so giving people, while they're, if they're in front of the house and they're interested, yep. give, them, give them something right then and there. Mm-hmm. If, if, if nothing else, if you don't know about this technology, it's a brochure boxes, you know, something I don't like the brochure details. boxes because they weigh the sign down, the sign's always leaning, and then if it rains like it did today, they're all wet, or they're usually empty. <laughs> and you know you can't keep them filled. So, but but you know the 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 um, we call it the quickly system, which is the five nine five five nine. That doesn't just work on Prudential homes. It works on any listing, anything that's in the MLS. You can five nine five five nine the word one, and it's going to give you the data on that particular house, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that I do personally, which I don't, I haven't found anyone else that does it. I do video tours. I meet the owner at the front door. I, I drive down the street. My tours are about seven or eight minutes long. I drive down the street, walk up the walk, meet the owners at the door, introduce. What does a buyer really want, Vina? They want to know a couple things. How long it's been on the market? Why are they selling? And another thing, why did they buy the house when they bought it? Mm-hmm. And there's some things that the owner can say that I can't say because I have some rules and regulations I have to follow. But, 
you're the homeowner. You can say whatever you want to the general public. So I have my camcorder. Uh, within, within fair housing limits. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you can say, I love this house because it's, you know, the, the, the schools are great for my kids and the parks across the street and, and things like that, of course, is, is what right, we're talking right, about. Right, right. But uh, I have my camcorder and, and I meet them and, and we walk through that. We tour the house and they're showing their house, which is... Why is a for sale by owner successful? The only way they're successful is because they know their house and they like to show their house. Mm-hmm. They're very unsuccessful with negotiating. They're unsuccessful with contracts. They're unsuccessful with disclosures. They're unsuccessful with financing. Um, there's a lot of areas that they can't really achieve without a professional's help. So we're there to help them with that. But but, but that's something that, that, that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are with, with the increase in technology people are getting increasingly lazy uh, I, remember, <laughs> I, I remember when i went to buy my first house i went and looked at 30 houses and had to go look at them because all you could see uh, you'll remember these days was the mls books that got oh, delivered yeah, 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 and they right. had a, they had a they had a one inch by one inch ad in them and a picture that was about the size of your thumb mm-hmm. and from that you had to decide whether you wanted to go to the property or not. And then it went to the online MLS systems that, you know, and people can access them through the National Association's mm-hmm. website at realtor.com. And then, you know, now we're to the point where, as you said, uh, people post YouTube videos and put a link on their site and, you know, click here and you can look at the whole house. And uh, I think you have to go a little bit further to get people to even show up at the door so that mm-hmm. they can fall in love. Yeah. I give my sellers the, um, Every one of my listings have their own URL address, so it's like 123mainstreet.com. So that way they can email it to anybody that they know or they want to, and I can email it to mass realtors all over the city. They can just click on that URL, and and their individual website is going to come up with the virtual tour, the video tour, the demographics of the neighborhood, all the photographs, everything they need to know about the home is right there on that one URL, which is kind of sharp. Mm-hmm. Okay, so engage technology. Of course, put a sign in your yard. I mean, the, the fact that people, people, people will miss out on the folks who still do drive around on Sunday and say, oh, I should look in this neighborhood mm-hmm. by not putting directional signs out and signs in the yard and things like that. Now, the- making the house accessible when it does come to show, because a lot of owners they'll they'll put limitations on. They'll have number. Here's a big one: pets. I've got a couple cats at home too. But you know, if you've got cats and dogs and you got to work around their schedule, you're going to limit your showing time. You're going to limit your buyers, and it's going to probably hurt your sale. Mm-hmm. That probably won't be a problem for the typical retailer because I don't think they buy cats to put in. <laughs> to the house <laughs> but uh but uh yeah I, I see where you're coming from for the for the, the standard seller now the other thing buyers are picky about condition they're per- picky about price they want the best deal um you got to let them know it's there and then once they make the offer they're going to want more stuff they're <laughs> they're going to want various kinds of seller concessions so uh, would you recommend Closing to a retail costs, would the you, car in the garage? Right. <laughs> would you recommend to a retailer that you that they just offer that up front that they just say you know it's this much and we'll pay four percent in closing costs or would you recommend they make that negotiable? Just assuming that that the buyer is going to ask for that. If if you ask for it up front, they're going to ask for more anyway. Okay. So you want to keep a little something for a um, a surprise option. Mm-hmm. Negotiation. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, uh, what? kinds of properties are you finding are are moving best right now in terms of something a retailer might actually buy and fix i mean i know 
foreclosures if they're once they get priced right they sell uh, but but we're really talking here about starter homes versus move up homes versus luxury homes. Which, which one, if a, if a new retailer was coming into the market and saying, where should I focus? Where would you say they should focus? Most of my buyers right now are first time buyers, okay. and and they range from age of twenty four to thirty five years old. Okay, so are they looking for in in the bigger houses, one twenty to one to two hundred thousand price range? Yeah, now that 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 is a Cincinnati price range. Mm-hmm. So those those folks who are listening from outside the greater Cincinnati area, it's that's right at our median price, and mm-hmm. then up from there. Right. Okay, uh, are they are they looking for a certain number of bedrooms? Are they looking for a certain square footage, certain amenities? I mean, if, if I want to buy a house, I want to know I can sell it. If if you're going to buy in, if you're going to buy something and fix it up and resell it in Hyde Park, uh, Mount Lookout, uh, which are move up in luxury areas, you you can get away with a two bedroom, one bath. Mm-hmm. But in most other neighborhoods in the greater Cincinnati or northern Kentucky area, minimum of three bedrooms, and you want to have at least one and a half bath, if not two full baths. Mm-hmm. Uh, a garage is a plus. Uh, a basement is almost a must, even if it's going to be wet. Mm-hmm. And you want to you want to take care of any dampness that's in the in the basement. <laughs> That's a I'm, deal killer right away. Well, I'm I'm laughing because the folks who are not from Cincinnati uh, maybe do not realize that we are built on a series of hills here and that a dry basement is just Hard about <laughs> as common as a well, I don't want to I don't want to make a contract. Well, there's joke there's right areas now. in the country where they don't do basements because of the sandy soil. They just can't put basements in. Mhm. Mhm. So Buy the right property to start with. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good piece of advice as well. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more about tips for selling your property quickly. We're also going to take your questions at 772-9658, or via our response form at askvina.com. Support for WMKV comes from the Hamilton County Park District, offering an economic solution for corporate events. The Park District features picnic shelters or banquet centers. You can include golf or a catered gathering as part of your corporate meeting. More information on holding your business meeting event with the Hamilton County Park District at 521-PARK or at greatparks.org backslash corporate. It's great outdoors at your Hamilton County Parks. Checking on traffic right now, we have an accident eastbound Route 32 west of Little Dry Run. Uh, now we have an accident South 75 uh, just outside the Lytle Tunnel on westbound Fort Washington Way. It's on the left center lane. Uh, still have an accident North 71, north of the Norwood Lateral. Uh, the n- accident that was North 75 at the 275 overpass in Tri-County is now on the shoulder. That's good. And cleared two accidents, North 71 at River Road or the Lynn Street overpass and cleared in South 75 at Union Center. So those two are gone. Still have an accident at Beachmont at Nordyke, and we still have a disabled truck blocking the left lane, South 75, at the Norwood Lateral. Your weather forecast this evening calls for cloudy skies, a 50% chance we'll get some more showers or a thunderstorm. Tonight's low dipping down into the mid-60s. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, with a slight chance of a morning shower, otherwise a high around 82. Then we get into the mid-80s for Friday, Saturday, maybe even 90 degrees for Father Day's, Father's Day Sunday, also a slight chance of rain both days. Right now it is 66 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV. 
Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Gary Rossignol, who is a real estate investor and a real estate agent here in the city of Cincinnati. And he's helping us through the the uncertain process these days. Yeah. It's very uncertain. <laughs> I don't want to say hit or miss, but we're, 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 we're treading on uncertain uh, territory because everything that I learned years ago how to market homes is just out the window and we're, we're relearning how to do the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to go to line one and talk to Janie in Cincinnati. Janie, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hi. Hi, Janie. Did you have a question? Yes, I have two questions. Um, the first is, um, as far as the appraiser, appraising going, um, is that something that you should for sure do before you set the price on the property? I suggest, I can only highly recommend to myself, I can make a lot of suggestions like, you know, having the home uh, pre-inspected. Because if you have any little things that need to be fixed up, you get those fixed and you have the receipts there. and you have, then, then a buyer has no reason to come back and ask for anything to be done later. If you have, a, if you have an appraisal done and you price it at or just a hair below the appraisal, then you can advertise it as being priced below Appraise value, appraisal available upon request. Hmm. Okay. That's Great. a strong, strong way to market a house. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. And the second question is, um, what do you think about staging? If, you know, I'm not living in the home, I am a, I am an investor, I bought it, rehabbed it, so there's really not going to be anything in there. So I mm. was thinking about staging it. Do you have Absolute, much success ab- with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. The worst thing to do is walk into a house with just bare walls and bare floors. Uh, it's every little flaw just sticks out like a sore thumb and you can't get a warm, fuzzy feeling about the house. And that's okay. what, that's what the buyers are looking for is that warm, fuzzy feeling. And let's, and let's follow up on that a little bit, Gary, and, and start by in, in, in case there's still somebody out there in the world who doesn't know what staging is. That's we're oh, we're talking about, we're talking about, uh, uh, gosh, anything from just hand towels in the bathroom and little soap dispensers to full blown every room has furniture in it, mm-hmm. even every, though nobody lives there. Right, staging. Right. So, uh, how how for for a starter home, how far do you go with that? Because you could spend a lot of money staging a property. Well, I have a couple professionals that that uh, they're very um, sympathetic to the price range of the home, so they they're not there to really. Um, kill you on price they'll they'll do a nice job staging the home they'll make suggestions for you and and not cost you an arm and a leg but every little bit that you can put into the house um is better you you can go and and rent stuff but you're you're going to spend hundreds of dollars a, a month uh if you hire a professional stager and there's some out there they already have stuff in their inventory and they can do it for relatively inexpensive and I always just turn to the professionals and let them handle it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you for You're your... You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Janie. Thank you for your call, Janie. And, uh, yeah, we have another question that came in via email from Seattle. Ooh. Sunny Seattle. This is this is Bob. He's a, he's a uh, frequent <laughs> question asker here, and uh, he, he always gives us a weather report on okay. what's going on in Seattle. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, thank you for the most excellent guest. You're very welcome. Uh, Bob, he says, Gary, what are your thoughts on using the lease option method to sell? And in terms of option fee, uh, what it, what do you think is an acceptable amount? And what about how long the option should go on? A lease option is uh, 
used when you have a buyer that's interested in purchasing the home that can't be financed. Uh, you have enough inside information on that buyer that you're willing to take the chance that there will be financeable within a, a year to two years. You could stretch it out to you know a year, two and a half years if you want to go that far. Option fee. I would I would get as much money up front as I could and make it non-refundable at least, depending on the price range of the house. If you're looking at a hundred fifty thousand dollar house, I'd want at least personally I would want at least five thousand dollars non-refundable up front. Now I would apply that to the purchase if they do actually close and take ownership, but um, th- those are my suggestions. I and, think where Bob lives, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is that shed that you see in the back of houses in <laughs> could Cincinnati. Be, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, th- three to five percent is minimum. Somebody, somebody who can't put three percent down can't qualify to buy. No. So, so basically, you're putting a renter in your house who paid mm-hmm. a non-refundable. And that's really deposit. what it is. Same way with land contracts. Uh, you know, it's just it's a glorified renter, and um, it it can be very. Um, it could be a waste of time for the seller. It could be a good deal if you get a if you get a buyer who's willing to pay way over market value in today's market. I had an agent try and get one of my sellers to do that, and they just they read all about land contracts. They weren't comfortable with the whole process, and they says, "No, I'm not going to really do that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all depends on what your plan was up front and what your goal is, and how important it is mm-hmm. to, to you not to make that next payment. <laughs> exactly right. Right. Uh, okay, so so Gary, um, I remember a, 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 a few uh, addressing the question of whether to list your property when you are a retailer. Um, obviously, we know what you're going to say. <laughs> you're, you're you're a real estate agent. But list with me, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, assuming you're not in Seattle, but um, the uh, the advantage of, of listing with an agent is th- that is where you're going to get the most uh, traffic. I mean, that's it, it goes out on MLS. Every other agent in town who's got a buyer for that actually property for sale by it. owners can get on the MLS, too. Oh, the, the, oh yeah. There's there's several uh Com- brokerages that cater to right. they're, they're, for they're, sale by They're owners. officially listed, but they're not listed under the usual, you know, percent of commission. They, they get a, they get an MLS number. You unless unless until you look down at the agent remarks and says call the owner mm-hmm. to make appointments and and do not send contracts to me. You deal with the owner directly. Then you know it's a for sale by owner. You know that they paid five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to get their home on the MLS, and that's it. Well, but let me ask you this: as an active agent, when you see that in the MLS, are you more or less likely to show that property? I would show it because I, I I know their situation and I know what they're trying to do. And I also know that probably 80% of them are way overpriced is why they didn't list it properly <laughs> to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't believe, they probably interviewed two or three of us. We've given them the same story and they don't want to believe it. So they're going to try it their way first for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we're assuming that any educated retailer out there is is not going to do that. <laughs> if, they've talked not. To, <laughs> if they've talked to three agents and three agents have said 140 isn't going to work, you need to be at 120. You better be at 120 no mm-hmm. matter how much you, you have uh, in that in that property. It doesn't, right, you know, right. at that point you got to make a choice. Am I going to sell it for what I can sell it for or am I going to to rent it? Uh, but um, the one of the things that I always liked about listing my properties, which is funny because I am an agent, and I would still list my properties with people like you because I didn't want to deal with the mm-hmm. with the sellers. Is a good agent will keep the retailer from wasting time taking the property off the market for somebody who can't buy it. Mm-hmm. Right. 
through 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 forcing them through a pre-qualification process. Well, there used to be about 5,500 realtors in the greater Cincinnati area. Today, we're below 3,000. So they're... And and out of the three thousand, probably ninety percent of the business is being done by about ten or fifteen percent of us. And I myself won't take a buyer and look at a home until they are pre. I want to see if they have. If we walk in that house and they like it, I know and they know they can buy that house tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's the scenario that any retailer that puts their house on the market, whether themselves or not, they want to make sure that that's that's a possibility. Being an owner selling your home yourself, it's hard to get that much information from somebody off the street it's almost impossible Uh so you have to rely on the professionals to provide that uh that kind of quality buyer Mm -hmm. when they walk in the door yeah uh, most professional retailers if they don't have a a listing agent who will make sure that any offer that comes in is coming in from somebody with a Mm pre-qualification uh has like a first-time home buyer specialist mortgage broker Mm -hmm. that they work with and they they say hey if you want to write an offer i need you to talk to fred over here first Mm because fred fred will tell us both if it's going to work or if it's a waste of time and uh yeah taking a property off the market and then having to put it back on is kind of deadly because I think a lot of buyers look at that and they go, oh, what happened? What's, what's wrong? wrong with the house? Exactly. Yeah. Somebody yeah. must have found something wrong with mm-hmm. the house. And it's so funny because you and I know that that's, not, that, that's almost never what's going on. And mm-hmm. yet people have these preconceived notions about, you know, what, why has it been on the market for, uh, for, for 300 days? Well, because it started at 169, but now it's at 120, which is a really good deal. But I'm not going to go see it because it's been on the market see, for 300 the, days. I get in the property history on the MLS and I can see what happened for the past year and a half. And, uh, this uh, condo I helped the buyer buy started at 125. They dropped it. They've been on the market for 500 and some odd days. My buyer had enough foresight to see there's really nothing wrong with the condo. It just started. I gave her the inf- It was way overpriced. Mm-hmm. She ended up buying it for 85000 mm-hmm. So, you know. So retailers don't start it on the market at too high a price with your fingers tightly crossed hoping that well, someone will pay too much. Yeah, so. I have a cute little two and a half minute, two and two-minute-and-a-half video on my website, rockandrollrealestateagent.com, that'll tell you exactly how to sell a house. Okay, great. I appreciate it, Gary. We are unfortunately out of time, but we will, of course, be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. WMKV, Reading, Ohio, Local 12 News at 6. This is Local 12 News. A man casually walks into a bank and pulls off a robbery, and there are...